We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep, has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. Right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. Derek, I was, uh, you know, took a couple weeks off to mourn uh, the closing of everyone's favorite Burger King downtown after so many years. It was constructed in the 80s, served a lot of people, good food for so long, and it's closing. How do I say goodbye? No. Ooh, that was uh, good. <laughs> No, a little terrible. baritone, yeah, a little, little, little baritone <laughs> in that voice, man. <laughs> oh, no, man, Jacksonville land, you know, landmarks, man. That and the old uh, beach road chicken on Atlantic, man. Uh, it was, I know it was another restaurant after that, but that's what I'm going to remember it as: is beach road chicken and um, the ever changing parts of our city. Hopefully for good. Uh, you know, we definitely have a uh, NFL owner that is trying to do some things like that, but. Uh, that Burger King, uh, you know, crap happens. I think that, that there's two of them that actually close. Uh, oh, so, yeah. So that was, I think it was same ownership group, maybe who knows, but, hmm. um, you know, is that where the, is that where the four seasons is going in that spot? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. But yeah, uh, maybe we can put a Burger King in a new stadium Maybe we can get creative. Why not? Sure. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, anything, uh, any thoughts on Burger King closing uh, JK3? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't have any. I, I Nah, I don't have any thoughts on it, man. I, I hope they right. put something nice there. I hope it's, uh, you know, something decent. But um, yeah, Burger King's closed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a McDonald's guy anyway, so. Okay. Less, less, less more, less of the ops around. Listen, oh. ops. This Burger King is homegrown, though. You know, homegrown to what? <laughs> Started in Jacksonville, so that's why Burger know. King did not start in Jacksonville. <laughs> did it? I didn't know that. No, it did not. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm like ninety nine. There's no way. First no Burger way. King opened in July 28, 1953. Were, in were you there? Were you? Were you the first one to get a Whopper? <laughs> no. Is that the no. ribbon cutting? No. Yeah, I was not there. 
I was not there, but no, I, I'm pretty sure it did, man. Man, Burger King did not start in Jacksonville. Stop. Yeah, that'd be cool. Get up, man. There's no yeah. way. If Burger King started in Jacksonville, there will be way more Burger Kings. Hmm. Uh, now you think about when you see a when do you see a Burger King? When like they're few and look, far between because they're well, not look, good. Look, go, they, go, they just go opened to, that new one near us. Yeah, go to go to the Uh-oh. um. Well, out there. Well, then in out in St. Johns County, the the Home value is about to go down. Burger King. <laughs> okay. Well, that's probably true, actually. Taco Bell's <laughs> going up, too. So, oh, it's um, plummeting. Hey, y'all get yeah. a Popeye's, it's over with. Mm. Yeah. Sell down. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, thank you, Federal Reserve, for keeping the rates where they are again at your meeting today. That's very good. Uh, for my finance people out there, Derek knows what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so uh, w- really quick thing, just because you brought it up right before we got on and I couldn't stop laughing at it. Let's talk about former Jacksonville Jaguar Leonard Fournette with the Buffalo Bills. Man, he need to take them, them nut huggers off. I don't know what he's <laughs> doing, bro. Man, you go the fact that you wait, time out, go back to that. Wait, so you literally looked it up and said the fast food chain Burger King was founded on July 23rd, <laughs> 1953 in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. That's true. Yeah. What you thought? Wow. Man, this is Wikipedia. It's not true. Yeah. Derek edited that. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Look, tr- I, 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 that's what I've always been told. Wow. Well, I'm going to roll with it. That should be a bigger deal, shouldn't it? I mean, I don't know. Look, there's a, there's a lot of history there. You know, this is just it's just what it is, man. Jacksonville has a lot of history, and that is just one of them. Someone that is someone uh, that can get us a credible source besides Wikipedia. Please shoot us something on Twitter at Down by the Bank with some some actual factual information about this. Uh, if please, I. <laughs> Please, someone do some research on this and and let us know if Burger King really did originate in Jacksonville, Florida. We'll figure something out, you know, to send you or something like that. But please, please look that up. Yeah. And if that's true, they'll be the second most well-known restaurant that started in Jacksonville behind Dick's Wings. (laughs) No. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. I'll edit out that Uh, silence. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, but yeah, the... uh, uh, the uh, I just bring that up because we always talk about how Dick's Wings has sponsorship on the stadium. Somehow it doesn't make any sense. But um, JK three any thoughts on the Leonard Fournette shorts since you brought it up? No, I mean I don't have any thoughts on the shorts. No, uh, so, <laughs> number one, it's supposed to be cold up there in Buffalo, and if, I don't I don't know why what he's getting creative with with his shorts. That I'm, I'm sure those aren't team issued. So, um. But no, I think Buffalo uh, adding adding Fournette. I, I think they're just you know getting themselves ready you know for that long uh, you know that long run into the playoffs. I think uh, you know by them beefing up their stable at the at the trade line. I think it just does nothing but help them um, you know get some extra room in the backfield with James Cook. So I, I think that's good. But I mean, I think the Jags did the same thing. Added some um, offensive line depth. Uh, with Ezra Cleveland as well, guard from uh, left guard from uh, from Minnesota, so I think he instantly plugs and plays. Um, and I think you, again, you got to protect the franchise, right? You got to get as much as you can on the offensive line. Get Trevor, uh, keep him, keep the pockets clean, keep the throwing lanes clean for him. Um, I love the addition, you know, on the left side right there with Cam Robinson, um, you know, and Cleveland. So hey, I, I love it. A lot of people wanted us to go. Um, 
and get a third down pass rusher. Didn't really happen that way. I, I guess Balky really values, uh, you know, those late round picks, which we all don't know what was going through his head, but at don't, least he was out don't there. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't, uh, man, I don't understand why, like, usually franchises, okay, when you have the window, okay, what do they say? What do all the guys, what do Baselli and everybody say, um, the, all the NFL guys that have played in the game? It's all about windows, when you have your window. Okay, guess what? We are now stepping through the window. You do, you, you, we're not a team away, we're a player away. And those late round draft picks, and you said it best, JK3, what have we gotten lately? What have we gotten lately from them? Right. We we haven't we haven't gotten we haven't gotten a lot of return out of the fourth or fifth round draft picks. I, I completely understand that. But I don't uh, with, with us being a player away, we are a Daniil Hunter, Max Crosby, you know, type of player away. We're not a, you know, I mean, I don't think we're an Use you know, a uh, player away. I don't, I don't think that's the type of player. I think right now with what we have, I would rather be able to, you know, kind of hold where we are as far as, you know, w- with our picks and things like that. If we don't want to give up the, the, the fourth. Okay. Completely understand that. But now this is a time where we can go ahead and continue to develop Trayvon because Trayvon is continuing to develop. We're getting players back. Smoot Hamilton, back as well and then you know we got to take care of our own josh allen is still out there on a on a on a rookie contract from what i understand you know uh both sweat and um you know Usay are gonna have to have are gonna need to get paid and they're gonna be on expiring contracts as well within the next year you know why, why not take care of our own that's true i'm just saying for for this year you know you mercenary mercenary trade if 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 that option was available we don't know that for certain but if that option was available a one-year mercenary or a 10 game nine game mercenary or whatever it's going to be and then you know you move on and you still pay josh allen i think josh allen is earning every bit of every penny that he should get here coming up soon and it's just it's going to make for a very interesting you know off season when that time comes for him of how they're going to handle him getting paid and restructuring some of the deals that we have on the book current books currently, because in the next couple of years, you know, we're also going to have another major time period where we're going to have to pay a few people. So now there'll be some money coming off the books by then, hopefully, but it's good to have these conversations as opposed to having $90 million in cap room and losing 15 games. Yeah. So I'm very interested <laughs> to see how they handle this. Um, but I just I just want them to if if they if they didn't pick up a pass rusher, which obviously they didn't, Trayvon Walker ends up playing like he did last week, then hey, I, I'm all for it. Um because dude is a monster. He's yeah. just not grace he's just not graceful. But he's yeah. a monster. He, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think with, with them with them honestly with the defensive line, at least from the first half, what I've seen so far, um, you know, it's been it's been good. It, it hasn't been. It hasn't been great. Uh, I, I think it's been. I think it's been good. I think it's you know done. They've done their job. They've done what they needed to do. They've created um, you know a lot of disruption. The run game is outstanding from the defensive line. So you can credit that you know to them being able to get get push. I think the only game they really got blown off the ball 
um, that I can think of was probably Kansas City. Um, and, I, and I think Houston was just an anomaly at this point. But, you know, we got to count it. So between those two losses, you know, everything else, you know, they've been pretty good, at least, you know, up front. Um, you know, they've generated some sacks. They've generated, uh, you know, some disruption in the backfield. Um, and they've gotten into, you know, everyone's face, which is also leading into uh, the defensive backs and linebackers being able to make plays as well. So I'm comfortable, you know, of course, adding the pass rusher, it would, would have been great to add somebody at the uh, at, at the trade deadline. But I think we're really good right now to where we don't have to add an average, you know, third down kind of guy. I think. You know, with with a third down kind of guy right now, you know, this is where, you know, Kay LeVon chase on as much as, you know, he's not a fan favorite. But, you know, for a third down guy, a third down mercenary that his job is to only go in and get the quarterback and not have to worry about any sacks or anything else like that. I think Kay LeVon does that for you and he saves you a ton of money. Um, is he going to get at home? Is he going to get home? Uh, maybe. But I mean, with the first, with, with the with the front four that we have right now, in between, you know, ja- uh, with with Josh Allen, um, with Roy Robinson Harrison, who's uh, been playing great, um, you know, Smoot's been playing great, uh, and rotating in with uh, Devon Hamilton, and then Trayvon has been playing as as pretty good as well. I'm I'm okay with you know us reaching out and you know grabbing or looking to see what we can get. For, you know, who's out there right now and then just being okay with what we have, you know, currently in-house, at least at the defensive line. I think the the offensive line need was aggressive. I think it was, you know, more realistic. Um, and I think that is, you know, something easily that we can upgrade overnight. Immediately, you know, I think with Ezra Cleveland coming in, got some, I think he was like the eighth, graded the eighth best, you know, guard. Uh, or eight, eighth best at his position currently. So I think, you know, bringing him in and being a plug and play right there to help sew up the offensive line, to help, you know, continue to create those run lanes and do what we do best. I think that, in my opinion, that's more important. You guys keep mentioning the word uh, mercenary. That's kind of like a new term for me. I haven't heard that before. Is that is that sort of like uh, a reference to a guy that just comes in for short stints on defense? Not short stints, but like short as far as his time with the team. So when you think about um like who what, what was his name in 17 Marcel Darius, right? Yeah. Could could we couldn't really stop the run. Now we ended up keeping him, but the original thought was he was only going to be here short term because we couldn't stop the run for anything. We had this great defense that was getting after the passer, but we couldn't pl- we couldn't stop the run. So they got him from Buffalo and he was, you know, he plugged that those holes up right away. And that just made us even stronger. Um, so uh, guys like that, but even like a shorter term, like, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely at the, you know, last year, their contracts. Um, so, you know, the team they came from pays all, pays all the guaranteed money. We just have them for the game checks. And then he goes off and gets, you know, an insane deal from another team because of, you know, just like, like, like JK3 said, we got to take care of our own. Um, now there have been times where teams have gone and kept the guy from the trade and then gotten rid of their own, but I don't think that's the case for us. I think the case for us is we need to hold on to Josh Allen, uh, if he's going to play like this and, you know, just those, those guys that can help us get, you know, into the playoffs and, and get not necessarily into the playoffs, but in the divisional round and then AFC championship round. Because as we get out of the beginning of the season and start getting into the meat and potatoes of the schedule, 
I don't know if you noticed, but somebody's awake up there in Cincinnati after being asleep for the first two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they tore San Francisco apart. That game was a lot. Now I get it. San Francisco had some pieces missing, but it doesn't matter. It's the NFL. There's pieces, you know, people, injuries are going to happen. Joe Burrow looked like crap the first couple of weeks. And now all of a sudden he's like just turned into this gamer. So I, I, you know, and he is a gamer. So I'm not saying he turned into one. Just basically he got healthy and they started, you know, getting, you know, on, in, on, on the same page. So we, we need guys that are going to help us because we're going to, we're not, the path isn't going to come through Jacksonville. We would love to get a home game, uh, you know, for our playoff games. But I mean, as far as the path to get to where they want to go, which is ultimately the Super Bowl, it's going to be Kansas City or Cincinnati. And the last time we've played these teams, I know it's been a few years for Cincinnati, but especially Kansas City, we haven't beaten them. Yeah, we haven't been blown out, but we still haven't won the game. So you need those guys to elevate to to get to that next level. And then Ezra Cleveland definitely helps because I feel like with with uh with with the Chiefs game earlier this year, they kind of dominated us up front. Reason why we couldn't do anything on offense. Um, you know, Travis Etienne had it, I think he had an okay game that game, but it wasn't like the last four he's been having. So, so, so with us, and, and I want to come back to that really quick because I, I don't want to look too far, um, you know, into to opponents since we are on the bye week and think, you know, everything. But you, do you, so right now the Jags are six and two currently. I know Kansas City six and two right now, Miami six and two right now. Um, so, so yeah, Baltimore six and two right now. So every, we're at a point right now where we haven't been in a while where every AFC game now, now we're, we're not just playing because we assume that, you know, they're going to win the AFC South and we assume that they're going to get that home playoff game uh, at least within the first or, you know, within, within the wild card division. Right. So within that and then the only way to get the first round by is so we're, we're right now we're playing for first round by and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So with. Kansas City right now beating us, um, so they have the advantage of us there from a record per, or from a from a waiting perspective as far as the games goes. Um, I think that if they show up and play Baltimore and they show up and play, you know, Cincinnati, like these teams, like we could make a run to for for home field advantage. I know that's like super, you know, advantageous to think and everything else like that, but you know they were, they've been playing with some of the big dogs of the AFC. And they've been playing really well, and they've been beating teams. They shouldn't. They, they. I mean, the expectation of them is. I think they've already kind of, you know, succeeded that. Everyone thought that this team, you know, at least by the half, if we had lost four games, um, you know, we would be, you know, in in decent shape. And here they are sitting at six and two, and sitting at six and two right now, going into you know the the next half of the season where you have to play your elite teams, your Baltimore's, and you have to play uh, Cincinnati. Um, and then you, yeah, th- so those two, you know, a- AFC weighted opponents. And then of course you have to play, uh, the Texans again, and then you have to play the Browns and then you have to play, um, the Titans twice, uh, you know, as well. So there's a lot of opportunity for them to, you know, continue to make up that ground, especially with having to play Tennessee twice, um, a Cleveland Browns team that's, you know, not as who, who, who they thought they were either. 
as opposed to, you know, Kansas City and Baltimore with some of their other records they have to play. I'm pretty sure they still got to play some juggernauts, you know, as well. Not as much as Jacksonville has to. And But they got to see us, too. Cincinnati still has to see us. Baltimore still has to see us as well. So I, I, I think that it's in the realm of possibility for them to have that first to be playing for a first round bye. And home field advantage, honestly. It definitely is. It definitely is. the. We have a, a very good opportunity here to really these next, you know, what, what, these next three or four games to really solidify as as far as the, the team to to get to that next level. And, and that is to you know, dominate, basically. Yeah. And I'm not saying dominate on the scoreboard. I'm just saying win the football game. And get those home playoff games and, and try to you know get a buy. Uh, it's not the all be all, but it's, it's definitely you know it's definitely possible. Their next their next six games or their their next uh, a majority of their next opponents that they have are AFC you know opponents. So not necessarily AFC South, but if we're talking about the realm of possibility of you know going into a playoff seating, every game. Out of out of these <clears throat> these next couple are gonna count. I mean, you got you know you got the Titans, you got the Texans, you got the Bengals, you got the Browns, you got the Ravens, and then you got the Bucks, Panthers, and then the Titans again. So and then you got the Forty ers also. So um, a majority of these, yeah, the, these games they they count for something. Now there's no longer just you know limping into the playoffs or anything like that. And I think that that's one of the mindsets that they're gonna have to go into. As well, because they've had this mindset. If you watch sounds of the uh, of the game, that they say the the most important game is the next game. So they're really going to have to put that into test over the next week. Because right now, with them going in at six and two, I, I know last year they they really began to make that run. They were chasing Tennessee, you know, and, and everything like that to get into the playoffs. So this year coming up, you know, they got to continue to put the pedal to the metal and, you know, keep everything going. And, you know, every game, at least with these AFC games that are coming up, you know, uh, for the remaining of the schedule, they're all going to have, you know, some type of significant weight and, and you know, some type of, you know, outcome that's going to, you know, lead to them uh, getting either, you know, home field advantage or first round by. It's just such an exciting time. I'm, I'm just happy as a fan to see this team, you know, progress, you know, and it's really, you know, it, it starts at the top. Uh, with, with with Doug Peterson, man, he's he's done an amazing job. So I'm just hoping that this continues. They get rested up and they get ready. The only thing that concerns me, the only thing that concerns me moving forward, is all the touches that Etn's getting. Now I get it; he's young; he can probably take it. But I was hoping that you know Bigsby would would uh, come around from the fumbling. Uh, not sure if we have, you know, Dearness was Dearness Johnson or, or do I have that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, really trying to find someone that could give him at least 10 touches a game. That in relief, be, in relief from ETN. Yeah. in 10 touches, meaning in the passing or, or, you know, rushing attack, because these teams are going to be tougher. Obviously, a lot of the stuff that the Jags do were play action based. So especially for our deep shots to slow them down. Now with the offensive line upgrade, maybe that changes a little bit. You know, instead of, you know, quick three step drops all the time or quick, you know, you know, play action, 
you know, maybe we give the opportunity for Ridley to get down the field and stretch the field more, but that's just who we are right now as a team. And they have a great opportunity. I just don't want to see ETN kind of get, you know, you know, punch drunk per se with, with a lot of carries and, you know, cause he's also, he's taking some shots too. He's ran right into the teeth of the defenses and those linebackers and, you know, D linemen have teed off on him and, and safety. So I'm just, I hope someone from the, uh, you know, the, the reserves in the backfield steps up and is able to give him some relief so that he can be durable for the long, you know, for the long haul. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, the tank Bigsby right now, um, I would, I would like to see, uh, Jermichael or Dearness, De- Dearness, uh, you know, getting some of the touches as well and relief someone's a little bit more seasoned. Uh, I think tank's got to earn his way back into the, into the second spot. Um, you know, currently right now, because it kind of just seems like every time he's in the game, uh, and again, I don't know the guy and this is not me speaking, you know, on, you know, him personally or anything else like that, but I just feel like, you know, he's a liability right now when he's running the ball. Uh, I think he's a liability when it comes to plays. Um, and, and I think one of the things that the Jaguars have got to clean up, you know, going forward, if they want to continue to press into the playoffs as they start playing good teams and things like that is limiting the turnovers. Uh, the turnovers have, have got to, you know, they, they got to chill on the turnovers. I mean, Trevor threw an interception on uh, on Sunday that could have that should have been thrown away. Um, Ingram again, ball security. It was wet. You know, completely understand that. You know, Tank Bigsby as well. You know, holding the ball and keeping the ball. You know, through um, you know through the, through the tackle. But then they've also had a couple of just you know intercept or not. They've had a couple of. Uh, of fumbles and a couple of turnovers and things that have had that have plagued them over the last uh, you know couple of weeks. Look at Christian Kirk, um, you know, against New Orleans, he goes to get up to get extra yards. The ball gets punched out. And it comes up to being a fumble. Um, now, granted, we've faced two teams over the last two weeks that haven't really that that haven't really you know gotten on track you know from an offensive perspective and you know being able to cash in those points for touchdowns but you turn the ball over in the next quarter right now you you turn the ball over against you know San Fran if they're coming back 110% healthy that's going to lead into turnovers especially if you put it in on you know their side of the ball like we have a turnover on our 35 or 40 you know you could almost kind of cash that in for at least 3 to 7 points right there um, and then you think about, you know, the these high octane offenses that we're going to start playing, the Ravens, the Bengals, turn the ball over. They can either slow bleed you and take you on a long drive and, you know, completely milk the clock or they can score at will and get themselves back into the game as well. So the turnovers are going to be the, the minimization of the turnovers, you know, going into this next half of football are going to be key. And I think that that's one of the things they got to get back to the basics on is protecting the football. Uh, but then on the flip side of it as well, as we're going into, again, the defense talking about it, this is where we're going to be really be able to be opportunistic, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball and really continue to go after um, and, and really, you know, get some interceptions as well because of who we're playing. We're playing teams that like to throw the ball, like to put the ball in the air. And this is going to be, you know, another opportunity, especially when Tyson Campbell comes back, you know, for us to continue to get more, you know, turnovers, uh, you know, within these uh, these high octane offenses that, you know, we're going to come up against uh, this next half of the football. Do you guys ever worry about, uh, you know, the the concept of peaking too early that, you know, we're too hot too early in the season and, you know, dissipate over time and you kind of like get cold right before the playoffs start, right before the really important games start? Eh, not really. I hope not it doesn't 15. happen. 
Yeah, I, mean, I hope it does not happen. happen. That's you a realistic that a fear, dude. That's a that's a really that's a it, really realistic fear. It is, but I, I just don't. I don't have a feeling that this is you know this this team isn't like that, and because there's traits of with this team of never giving up. Um, you got to think when, when's the last like think about like last year, you know, uh, Detroit really took us to us took it to us. And then look at the way they responded. Think about this year. Houston took it to us. And look at, you know, because we just, you know, they just didn't want to play that day. And then look at the way they responded. Not to say they can't get beat any given Sunday. We've said that a hundred times on here. They, they can get beat. But look at the way they've responded after they, you know, get a butt kicking. And that's coaching and mentality. So that's why I think, could it happen? Sure. Is it likely? Probably not, because they've always responded when their back's against the wall. They responded in the playoff game with four picks in the cold when their back was against the wall. So I feel like the response is there to where they just have this attitude like, well, we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to start losing two and three in a row and just getting, you know, you know, our butts kicked when we get out here. We might drop one. We don't want to do that, but we might drop one, but that's it. No no more. Um, so I, I like that mentality they have of the response they have after, you know, adversity has kind of bitten them in the butt. Well, and to JK3's points on the turnovers, too. I mean, think about it. They've had all those issues, yet they still, like you said, come back every time. So mm-hmm. if you eliminate that, I mean... I don't know. Maybe we're not peaking uh, early. We have a lot of things we can fix and potentially be even better. Do you guys? What do you? What do you feel about? And I and I know that you know with us being Jack fans, we really don't care about what the national media thinks of us and everything. And anyone, you you, you want that respect, right? You may think that you you know you may say it like, man, I don't care what the media thinks about us or anything else like that. I don't care that the Jags aren't getting love or anything. But like, really though, does it kind of upset you that you know you've got you know places like Fox Sports that are um, that that you know they I forget what the name of the show is, but where they're basically saying the Jags you know really aren't the best team, yeah. um, you know like what or or not really giving us our flowers at the time? Like, what do you what do you really like? What's your true feelings behind that? Well, Derek, really quick, I will say because I for me I hate it because I want to brag and be all excited and share stuff. Like anytime the pro football talk rankings come out, and, and I think the recent one had us at like one or two, uh, and I know these are just like arbitrary rankings, but I immediately share that stuff because I'm so excited about it. So it does. I don't know about you, Derek. It does kind of bum me out a little bit when we don't get that uh, that recognition. To me, it's you got some guys that just don't know what they're talking about. They have a bias towards us because people think of that. We're the same Jacksonville from 30 plus years ago. That's a small, a big little town or whatever they used to call us that they still have that. Like they haven't, they haven't even been down here. So they don't even know. Like that's what it's more of a bias in their head, an ignorant bias than actually looking at the football team. Yeah. That's what, that's what I think it is. They're still thinking uh, of us as the hometown of Burger King, and we're just not that. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. You know, we, we are the hometown of Burger King, according to Wikipedia, but no, we're not. Uh, <laughs> Someone please fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Please. That's such a, that's such a big deal. I feel like that's a big deal. Uh, anyway, sorry. No. <laughs> but no, it, it's 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 ignorance. You know, you, you got Stephen A. You got, um, what's, what's the 
Stephen A's been giving us some love now. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying like we got you got national guys that are giving us props that actually watch the games and pay attention and understand. Uh, I think that kind of occurred after the Buffalo game because you know Buffalo's supposed to be this big bad boy, and we basically took big bad boy to the you know for the first couple quarters to to the woodshed. Well, they were tired uh, though, so yeah. Man, give me Fly from the flight. <laughs> that's why Leonard Fournette. That's a great addition. He's not going to be tired. So yeah, uh, playoff Lenny. Okay, whatever. But um, no, I don't know. I I kind of like. I, I think, of course, when you on, on Sundays, you always want to turn on the ESPN and or whatever outlet you watch, and you want to see you know why your team won. But I think that for us, it's you know what the other team did to lose. Against the Jaguars, mm-hmm. and yes. I think that that's hundred percent. Like, and that's one of the things that you know j- that that I would like to see changed. And, and personally, um, yeah, because I'd be I'd, I'd be lying if I said that it didn't. You know, that, oh, I don't care about what national media thinks. You know, I, I do because I, I want to be able to turn on the Sports Center and really just be able to see my team. You know, have more than like a, a thirty, maybe a fifteen second like blip of you know what we did and you know why they lost it and everything. What and then my, my my favorite tagline is like if for example if they were to beat someone you know uh like like the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's like what's trouble in Pittsburgh? What's going on? Yeah, in Pittsburgh? Right, it's like exactly. no, why don't you do flip the narrative and talk about what we're doing here in yeah. Jacksonville mm-hmm. to be a six and two team? How this team has played you know <laughs> on two different continents? You know how they were been able to have every excuse for them to pack. A, a game in and, and lose. I honestly thought, and again, this is me admitting it to y'all. I thought on Thursday night football, I thought they were going to lose. I had it in the back of my mind thinking like, they're going to like, just because of the travel, just because of all the, the, the stuff that they've already, the, all the extracurriculars and stuff like that. And then having to be in London for two weeks and travel and then come back and play a home game and they play the home game really well. And now they got to do a short week with Trevor getting hurt short week. Now they got to go to, uh, you know, go, go to New Orleans, different time zone, all this other stuff. Like I, I'll be on, I'll, I'll admit that. Like there was a ton of stuff that was going through my mind within that, but they were able to overcome it and they're six and two at the bye. And, and the craziest part that about that New Orleans game, you just said that what's wrong with the Steelers? What's wrong with New Orleans? No, with New Orleans, how they got back into that game, New Orleans, was because Jackson, we got tired. Yeah, they, the they defense was exhausted. The defense was tired. Okay, so it wasn't what New Orleans didn't do. It was because the Jags were tired and let them back into the game. You can't tell me Captain Checkdown was all of a sudden – throwing dimes to wide open guys because they were just dog tired. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they, of course, not one national media uh, you know, person you know, picked up on that. But I, I feel like just at the end of the day, you, you got, we have to win it. Yeah. And I'm not saying we have to beat Kansas City. I'm not saying we got to win our division, even the AFC. We got to win the whole freaking thing. Like Jake Taylor said in the movie Major League, remember he was sitting in the in the locker room. Only Corey's, thing left Corey's never seen Major League. Yeah, so he's Corey's not probably never it. seen Major League, so he probably doesn't know. You know <laughs> I'll Google it. They, yeah, you got We got to win the whole freaking thing. And like the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that's the what Super you mean? Bowl. Yeah. yeah, that'll change the game for but sure. But then yeah, what'll happen is what'll happen is that when the Jags win, you'll get a narrative like, "Are the Jaguars the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl?" Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> <laughs> The the parade in Jacksonville yeah. is going to be so terrible. Yeah, 
I don't care. They they can't take that away from you. I mean, I know there's a lot of, you know, whether it's national media fans that don't think we should have a team. They don't think we should have Trevor Lawrence. They, they you know, they have all these like ignorant narratives in their head about what they think we should be. Well, guess what? We are a six and two team that is tied for the best record in, in the conference. And we got, we have an opportunity to do something special. We have an owner that is very, very positive in the direction of how he sees that we should be as a, as a, as a football town. And that's the direction we're headed. And, if this train keeps moving that way, then there's nothing that's going to stop us. I just hope that along the way during Trevor's time, we can get us a cup, two or three rings in the process. Yeah. Derek needs to be a motivational speaker or something for real. Cause we're like being super pessimistic. And he's I'm like, not no, trying guys. to be pessimistic, man, but it's just the PTSD. <laughs> in me. <laughs> it's I do the- <laughs> think, well, the thing you said about like, Oh, this is like the worst team that I could totally picture that if we won the super bowl, that's the bad part is everything you're saying, like not even just the post-game comments after we win, even during the game, like the commentating teams, no matter which commentating team it is, you always feel like they're bummed out if the other team's losing. You know what I mean? So, uh, but Derek's right. We shouldn't, you know. They just need to get over it. We here, okay? The team, the Jags are here, all right? Trevor Lawrence is him, all right? And they're going to... They're going to do some things. It's a special, special group. And pray we don't get an offensive line. Pray that the that other teams better pray that this, if this Ezra Cleveland trade works out, if he ends up being like all world, you better look out because the only thing that's really stopped him is time. He's got an elite arm. He can read defenses. Usually his mistakes or because he tries too hard because he knows he doesn't have much time and he presses on he presses himself. Give him an extra second and he will carve any secondary up in this league. I'll say it again. I'll repeat it to whoever. He will carve any secondary up in this league. With all three healthy receivers, with Zay, Kirk, and Ridley, and then obviously our tight end, who man, you know, a great game from him last week. He'll carve any of them up. I, I, you could put Dallas out there, throw San Francisco out. There. Who who's got the best defense in the well, league right you're now? You're gonna see San Francisco. Yeah, put yeah. put them out there. If the, if our O line gets it together. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, coming coming out of the bye week, you know, and, and just addressing the first game, and I know that you know we talked about not really providing like you know, too big of an analyst, uh, you know, look at it. But, you know, you, you got to observe what uh, San Francisco did by adding, you know, um, Chase Young, uh, you know, to, to them. And so you got Bosa and Young, you know, coming off. So I, I think this team is going to be really put to the test early. But I like it because, you know, you also want to see, you know, where your team, you know, stacks up and what the measuring stick is. I think the 49ers, uh, you know, n- next week, uh, it's going to be a measuring stick game. I, I think it's going to be, you know, the, you're getting the the best of, you know, the or one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, and you know, you'll be able to, you know, really just measure up to see what your offense and what your defense can do against a team that has, you know, good good firepower on both sides. I mean, from a, from an offensive perspective, 
uh, the Jags, you know, you're going to be going up against, you know, one of those teams that, that they got ballers on every level. Uh, and especially if Fred Warner, uh, if he comes back, if he's healthy by that time, you know, you're going to have, you know, a tough time there with a, a veteran linebacker plus two dogs coming off of the end, uh, you know, off the, uh, both ends. And then on the, uh, on the defensive side, you got one of the most electrifying offenses, you know, currently right now, uh, you know, in the NFL, especially if Debo is healthy. Uh, and then also with Christian McCaffrey, you know, also, uh, you know, so I think it's going to be, I, I think this is going to be one of the more exciting games. Um, and I think that, you know, again, if this is a game that this type of game right now, if you're a Jags fan, if you're not there, if you're not loud, if you're not in the stands, like you got no excuse here. The the opponent is insane. Uh, the weather is gonna be it's gonna be great. Like you know, all of the hot games are gone right now. You know, so this is the time. And then we're gonna be playing them at one o'clock. Um, you know, as well. So this has got to be an opportunity for us to really show up and support the team. And you got to put you know some butts in the seats. And then you the next week after that, uh, you got the Tennessee Titans, who's you know uh, you know ar- arguably one of the big the the biggest rival of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you got two perfectly good November home games to where you can get in and actually, you know, show your support for the team and, you know, get out there. The team is playing outstanding right now, six and two. You can't, I mean, you, you can't ask for anything more. They haven't been six and two since like 98, 98 or 99. Wow. Dang. Hey, Derek, they need to cut that up. What he just said and put it in another commercial. <laughs> but no, like it's real. It, 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 and it's super real, man. Be, and then on top of that, like everyone that's looking for like cheap tickets, I think we said that earlier this year that that like you can't have both. You can't have a, a winning product on the field and tickets that they're giving out at Win Dixie. <laughs> like you, you got to <laughs> you, you got to show up. You got to show up, man. That's the best support. You got to show up. You got to be loud. If you watching TV, watch on TV, and it's like, oh, I saw nothing but red. You know, from the Forty ers in the stands. Well, why didn't you come to the game? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I will say that last home game, I mean, the it was definitely a different feel. I felt like the last home game, there was a lot of good energy. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we'll see. But, it was still um, a little toasty, though. It, it was, you know, not for us. You know, it, it, was, it was still good. But um, it, it was still what, what many would con- be considered, like, kind of too hot. So this game coming up on November, what is it, 12th? Uh, something yeah, like that. The 12th? Yeah, it's going to be nice. <laughs> So. I still, real quick, I still can't believe that, you know, there was the, the, the rumors of the flex with the Jets and the Raiders. Um, that's just, you know, again, that's that mentality I talk, told you about, Corey, that naive mentality of, you know, you got two big fan bases. Because at the end of the day, that's all the NFL cares about is ratings. So, they're, they're, you know, you got two national fan bases uh, with one team that's probably going to implode. Uh, if it hasn't already imploded in the Raiders and another one that's oh, praying, yeah, that, that that's praying that they get some sort of quarterback play because they, you know, thought they were going to have Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, we're still not getting the respect. And that's why I said, we just, we got to win the whole thing. I, I think respect. I don't, I don't, I, I, from what I've gathered on, on Twitter, again, I don't have a, I, I don't have a credible media source besides that, but, and, putting it into perspective what I'm about to say, it does make sense because the game is a viewer at the, I guess it's a viewer rights game from Fox. So Fox would not flex it into Sunday night because they can't, they don't, they don't own it. They don't own the viewership rights for it. So I think either NBC or CBS, something like that, where they are kind of in cahoots where they can be able to, to create that flex. 
but I, that's from what I what I was able to gather. Okay. I think yeah, the next yeah, best thing though is that it is going to be the Fox game of the week. So you you know, regardless, you know the Jags are gonna we're gonna get forced down your throat. <laughs> you know, anyway, like they did last week. Everyone watched that was the game of the week for CBS. Majority of the uh, of the coverage was you know Jags versus Steelers, and I think this week. You know, with the 49ers being the, you know, the, one of the historical teams and one of the historical fan bases, uh, you know, a ton of transplant 49er fans that have been all over and things like that. I think this is another opportunity, uh, the next best thing to a primetime game. You know, so a majority of everybody's going to see outside of the local coverage, you know, is going to see the Jags versus Niners. And, you know, honestly, I'd rather play these guys at 10 a.m., you know, their body clock time anyway. You know, uh, I don't want to give them any opportunity to kind of, you know, adapt to time zones and, you know, stuff like that. If we can get them on the field at, you know, 1, 1 p.m., smack them in the mouth, man. And by the time, you know, hopefully the Jags are up 17 nothing before they wake up and then we can just ride from there. <laughs> what they, they need to do is there, there's a singer out there. Her name's uh, Jennifer Holiday. She's, you know, old dream girl sing, singer from the 70s and 80s. She's got that song, you know, and I'm telling you, you know, you're going to love me. You remember that? And they, oh, you know, yeah, Jennifer yeah, Hudson yeah. redid it. Yeah. You need to yeah, get her yeah. to sing the national anthem and then sing her song to the national broadcast. Like, you're going to love, you're going to love us. I don't know, man. I, I, I would, I would rather have, I would rather have Flavor Flav come sing the national anthem here. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if Flavor, just imagine it, man. Flavor Flav in, in Jacksonville singing the national anthem and then we get the flyover, man. It'd be just yeah, yeah, I can't. Actually, I can't imagine that, actually. But the flyover all. is just like some some uh some like B-52 bomber, and we're like, yeah, boy. <laughs> America. Um any uh plans for the bye week for either of you? Man, this is a honeydew uh, list for me. I got a pressure watch the house. Riding dolo, daddy <clears throat> solo. Mrs. is going to be out of town. Got got a work conference early in the week, so she's going to be gone. So that's what I'll be doing, ride, riding dolo. Bro, I, I am going to be, I, I've got pressure washing. I, I've got to do the, the whole Clark Griswold, like, you know, look at all the Christmas lights and make sure everything's good. I got to put together some patio furniture uh, as well. So, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be busy. Wow. Okay. Anybody, okay. y'all, y'all can y'all want to come over and help? No nope. Ke- kegerators full of yingling. <laughs> I like, you know, <laughs> Derek. I mean, maybe if you're uh, feeling inclined. I can't say that because then, you, if I say that, then my daughter's gonna want to come. Oh, oh, chance to play with Nelly? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, then she'll never want to leave. So then I'll be stuck there. <laughs> Yeah, I do have to clear some homeowners association like warning letters that I got. Uh, pressure washing is actually one of them. Pressure washing the driveway. I'm like on like the third notification now, so <laughs> I'm like very soon to being uh, foreclosed on or something just because my driveway's dirty, which kind of <laughs> sucks. But um, okay, well, cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, are we going to record prior to uh, the next game? I guess like Absolutely. the next. Week? Yeah, okay. All right. yeah. We'll put something out about the 49ers. They uh. You know they're limping right now. They're they're limping, and they've had some injuries. Obviously, they made a trade um, to to try to get better with their pass rush. Um, I, I think that they, you know, they have they can be dangerous. They, when when healthy, they can be extremely dangerous. They've proven that, and they're going to have an opportunity to show that on a national stage. So, 
for us, it's just about, you know, for the Jags, it's just about rest, getting back to it, and, you know, going up against one of the league's best and, you know, seeing, you know, line it up, seeing, seeing who's got it. All right. Well, awesome. Well, appreciate uh, everybody listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating or review. Spotify has some sort of, I don't know if it's a rating or review system now. Um, they have some other system. They keep trying different stuff. But if you're on Spotify and you see something that emulates uh, leaving a review or some sort of uh, feedback, please do so. And of course, uh, JK3 runs our uh, Twitter slash X account at Down by the Bank. Uh, so be sure to follow that so you can see what interesting things he tweets during the games and uh, when interesting and funny things happen during the season. So um, appreciate everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.